0: so you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside out. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to share with you a super amazing opportunity here on the podcast Amplified Impact. I'm going to be giving away one free spot. Yes, I said one free spot to my signature program. The program for multi-passionate entrepreneurs ready to turn their gifts, passion, skills, and life experience into a successful online business. Here's how you enter to win. Go to Apple iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It only takes about one minute. Then you'll want to share this podcast. Take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, and tag me at Amber Hagberg. Then you'll be entered into win. When we hit 100 reviews, I will personally randomly select the lucky winner. Every review, every tag allows us to potentially reach another aspiring, multi-passionate entrepreneur, turn their dream business into a reality. Thank you for supporting the show. Let's dive in. I'm excited to be back. Today, I have this special serial entrepreneur with me drinking a glass of wine because that's the vibe. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Francesca McCohen here. (laughs) Yes, and she is an empowerment coach business mentor, flora, educator, author, podcaster, speaker, and you know here we love the multi-passionate vibes and she is bringing that today. She spends half of her time in Texas and the United States and the other half in Germany. I'm so excited to bring her on because another example of why I love joining programs, mentorships, going on retreats is the people that you get to meet, they expand you, they inspire you, they show you the evidence of what's possible I'm excited for her to show you the evidence that you can do and be, have all that you desire. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thanks, Amber. I'm so excited.
0: What is it that you're doing moving through in the world? Like, Tell us your story. How did you get started? Where are you today?
1: Oh, my gosh. That is such a loaded question. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... I started my entrepreneurial journey in 2012, and it started with a cigar business in the United Arab Emirates, uh, specifically Dubai. And I'll just give you the Cliff Notes version. Essentially, I um, got burnt out, had some serious health issues. And in 2015, I decided that if I had if I could be successful, essentially selling a product that I didn't necessarily consume with a target market that I wasn't really familiar with in a, you know, foreign country, Middle Eastern as a 25 year old American girl, that I could probably be really successful doing whatever it is that I actually wanted to do. And I always knew that when I retired, I wanted to work in a flower shop. And so I started Googling like how to become a florist and what's the difference between a florist and a floral designer. And long story short, I flew to L.A. I got my master's in floral design, went back to Dubai and started my company at the time, Francie's Flower Design. And that was a company that I had up until very recently. And um, we specialize in floral design and really niched down to hotels in 2019 that was my background, my degrees in hotel and restaurant management. And um, I was like, how can I apply this to my floral business? Because chasing brides for income was just like not a vibe for me. And I quickly realized that I loved working with hotels. I loved working with luxury hospitality clients and started a company called the Hotel Florist. And when the pandemic happened, I lost all of my Floral business, except some of my hotel clients. And so I really got into the online coaching space in 2020 when I started teaching florists how to make consistent income through hotel partnerships and, you know, launched several programs, a podcast, just recently published a book, and have really been in the kind of business world, business coaching and mentorship now for three years. But what I noticed when I was doing this work is. I couldn't outrun previous trauma. And in 2020, I I quickly realized that I didn't know who I was without my immediate success. I didn't know who I was without my titles, my bank account, like, you know, my shininess. I had lost that kind of like gold star. And that's when I really started diving into personal development. And so in 2022, I told the universe, you're like, universe, I'm ready to lead women now. I'm healed. I've, you know, I've done the things. And the universe kind of laughed and told me to write a book. And I knew I would always write a memoir based on my experience with childhood abuse and trauma and being raised by um, an addict addict and a narcissist and kind of the concoction of uh, personalities, if you will. But I didn't know it would be so early on. And so I've actually just recently finished the memoir. It's gonna be published in October um but it's been a really insane healing journey that i've i've been on for really since january of 2022 and so as we're recording this now um you know august of 2023 i really feel like i'm on the cusp of something like a new chapter something really big that i'm i'm super excited to talk about
0: i love that so much because it just goes to show that like our life is this evolution of growth, and each level that we take, and our decisions and our choices it unravels a part or piece of us that was always coming to the surface it's just a matter of like how soon or what happens and like COVID happening and then you transitioning online it's like that was always going to be a part of your story it was just a matter of like when that happened and now here you are like writing a book I think it's it's so insightful like what it is that we're looking at when we go to share our story and I'm sure it's pretty relatable to to many people it's like looking back upon our past and feeling alone in that and then what you uncovered in the writing of your book maybe you want to share a little bit of that
1: yeah I think um you know for a lot of us especially that have have undergone any kind of like big t little t trauma but especially um, having traumatic childhoods we really forget the part where we're not given tools to bring into adulthood and there you know there's no rite of passage into adulthood period but especially if if you aren't really modeled what it's like to be a healthy adult, or given, um, you know, any type of tool on how to make healthy decisions. There's a lot of adult children that really struggle. And that's where we see addictions come into play. And though I personally, you know, didn't have the quote unquote, common addictions, I did have a, a severe addiction to work and workaholism for me was the way that I got to numb, it was the way that I got to continue to perform. It was the way that I got to disassociate from my body and from my like current experience, and the way that I could continue to live in survival mode. And so, I think really we're in such an incredible paradigm right now, where for the first time, especially women, you know, we have the ability to generate our own income. We have the ability to uh, really go after our desires. We don't rely on really the man or our family dynamics to be successful. We're able to have a voice. I mean, 1975, we were finally given a credit card. So it's like we really have been given this beautiful gift. I like to call it like the little glass box in a way that it's very delicate, but we're the first of our kind to be able to break these cycles. And that really starts with becoming aware of how we cope. And so for me, it was that addiction um, to work. And by just leaning more into my feminine, I was able to heal a lot of that wounded masculine that I carried with me from childhood, just simply trying to survive.
0: Mm, I love you bringing this to the conversation, because sometimes we're not addicted to like the known things like food, drugs, alcohol, but it can be Instagram, or as you said, for many women, we do have the masculine wound where we're like, do, 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 and that's what we look at as success, but for me, like what when you were sharing your story, I really got out, it's like, it's another numbing drug to not feel, mm-hmm. to not look at, to not grow deeper into what it is you're running away from, and it's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm passionate, but in that busyness, it's like, you're not sitting with the feelings that are underneath the ability to just sit with yourself Mm -hmm. yeah it's another way of disassociating in your body and do you want to talk about like what what that means to you and and what you're uncovering and like how you're looking at like big T little T trauma and what disassociation in the body can can look like to maybe someone that doesn't really realize that they're doing it to themselves? Like, because I'm sure like zooming in when you were in that time and phase of your life you didn't realize, and now zooming out, you're like, oh, that's what that was.
1: Absolutely, I think the biggest kind of like red flag is not ever being satisfied, not ever feeling good enough. I mean, I still remember pulling into my driveway after winning the Tiffany & Co account for the state of Texas. So handling all seven of their stores for Tiffany & Co, a store I had never stepped into before I started, you know, providing flowers for them. It's just not a place like people like, quote unquote, like us would shop, And I turn off the car and I just thought, well, what's next, Francesca? Like there was never a moment of celebration. There was never a moment of um, even just acknowledgement. It was always having an excuse to, uh, to drive harder, to criticize more, to set up. I used to be very proud of setting up expectations that were just so great that there was no way I could achieve them and so I would I would potentially always fail and it was something about failing that I could get off on because it would just prove the fact that I was still not worthy enough and so you know, we're all looking for this really grounded feeling. I call it the deep exhale that we all think we're gonna get when a certain number hits our bank account, or when we have a certain number of followers, or our business has grown a certain amount, or when we find the love of our life, or when we live in our dream house, or when we drive our favorite car, or we go on vacation, like insert whatever you think is gonna give you the deep exhale here. And when you're in that mode of numbing and driving, this really is to keep you in a constant fight or flight mode that you've been used to your entire life. You've been used to jumping through the impossible hoops. You've been used to trying to save the people that were impossible to save. And you somehow put your identity on that and you're looking for validation of self-worth on can I get a gold star from achieving the impossible yet again and though that works up until a point because clearly we're successful and clearly we're driven and clearly like we're still alive there comes a point in your relationships and your health and your sanity that it's no longer sustainable and so I would say You know, the the greatest kind of red flag, if, if you're not aware this is happening, is this constant need for validation, the constant need to push boundaries and kind of conquer the inevitable and never actually feeling grounded or satisfied in your life because it's depending on that next basically finish line that you are pushing yourself
0: to run through. Yeah. I I love what you speak to there about the constant need to chase more. And when you get the next thing, it's like the next thing, but never being able to pause and celebrate and be in that space of like achievement. It's just like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And what it reminded me of as you were sharing your story is the person that's just like... I'm going to be so happy when I fall in love. I'm going to be so happy when I have this. And then they get there and they're like, wait, it's not here. And what we're really seeking is that ability to see ourselves and love ourselves in those spaciousness between like what I achieved and where I'm growing. But like to be in the void of like where I am now and where I'm going without the need to like get somewhere else. hmm. Yeah. The void, especially as someone who is
1: healing and recovering from any type of trauma, is like the most sensitive place you could ever be. And when things are overly sensitive or we feel like oversensitized, you know, our immediate response is get out, like make it go away. This is uncomfortable. And that void is as we navigate it, like you know, many of us have come to realize it's so it's it's so required for our success because life is full of duality. And yet we've somehow been sold this narrative that, you know, once we find Prince charming, you know, once we make a certain amount of money, like there's always something outside of us. That's finally going to give us again, that validation. It all comes back to like validation and self-worth, but really it's being able to navigate the void and holding the duality and accepting the current reality. And not that it has to be where the story ends, but it's just the chapter in your book. And it's like, how do I want to look back on this chapter?
0: Ooh, I really, really love how you put that, like being in this part of the chapter. And sometimes we look at like, okay, there and when I get there, but if we can just embrace like, this is part of the story. Like, for example, I just sent out an email today and it's really interesting to me, Cheska, because someone responded back and was like, how can you be so negative? Like, this is so wrong of you to say, where most people were like, wow, thank you for this perspective. And I'll just share with you what I said. is was like, you're going to fail. And you failing is a part of your success story. And so it triggered some people. But for me, I was looking at it as this space of like, failing is your roadmap to success. And if we look at like, everything that doesn't work along the way brings me to what it is I desire. And the reason like this came to my mind is like hiring coaches that actually I found out, sucked. <laughs> you know, that they were horrible. And it wasn't a waste of investment. It just showed me that like, I don't want a coach that does this, this and this. In the same way, when I would leave a relationship, I was like, oh, this is not the type of person I want long-term. So it was like, it was a failure, but it never is actually a failure. It's just the roadmap to getting there. And so when we can pause in these moments in between of like wherever it is we are in our story and really celebrate this part of our life and no matter where it is, like in the midst of a breakup, in the midst of a career change, in the midst of like, what am I going to do next? You know, I'm thinking back to your story where you were speaking of like, my business got shut down what's next like some people could have been the victim to that story and you're like okay what can I do with what I have and you recreated the ending of that chapter by starting a new chapter but not in I don't know what your experience was in that moment I shouldn't speak for you but it just sounds like you were able to pivot in a place of like okay what's next? And and still like being able to create that chapter of the new beginning as you're ending this other chapter, and it didn't close and like burn it to the ground. It was like, I'm going to take these skills, gifts, passions that I have and recreate something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I've I've always had a saying. um, And I think I'm just thinking about it right now, I'm gonna have to explain it a little bit. So I've always had this this saying and I remember when I first started my floral design business I had my sister-in-law at the time ask me she was like how did you know it was going to work? And my my floral design business took off very quickly. Again, my coping mechanism of overworking and hustling, I mean, it paid off. And I just told her I said, "Well, failure wasn't an option." And You know, when I lost everything in 2020, and I literally lived in my closet for two weeks, staring at the ceiling, thinking, "Am I a nice person? Am I a funny person? Will my friends like me if I don't have money anymore?" Like, you know, really fundamental. I had a huge identity crisis, and because all I knew was how to be shiny enough, how to be big enough, how to be who what what I thought other people wanted me to be, and and that was okay as long as I got the gold stars, and failure wasn't an option, and. You know, most recently in, in one of my businesses, I you know realized that while holding the duality of having a huge accolade, I had like four cents in my bank account, and it brought me back to that moment of failure is not an option. But it's no longer like fearing failure. It's for me, failure is is quitting something you don't actually want to quit because of fear that if you don't quit, you're somehow going to get it wrong. And whenever we make decisions based out of fear, I feel like we're always doing ourselves a disservice. So we really have to normalize fear. We have to normalize compounding courage. Courage comes from fear. And also realizing that failure is just not getting the result that you wanted. That's it. And for me, it's like, well, how do I want to, you know, I could, I could spin this story and I could be a victim in my story and I could totally give up and quit and be a failure and, and give myself all the reasons as to why did you try? And this was a bad idea. And like, sometimes we can get really negative in our heads. But you know, I wrote the fear, the fear was to hit rock bottom, the fear was to not have anything. And then I was like, well, I'm still alive. Everything's perfectly fine. I'm in great health. I have payments coming in, like I have clients, it's just, you know, a lot of things just didn't work out and compounded, I obviously manifested this in some way. So I sit with myself and I go, what about this situation did I call in? What about this situation did I need to experience? And I truly believe that when I made the big proclamation of becoming a multimillionaire, the universe did a little bit of a prove it. You know, Prove it that you're still going to show up even when you're not validated. Even when you still have four cents to your name, you still think you're going to be a multimillionaire. And this is the part where I feel like a lot of us get caught up. Um, and we make it mean something. It doesn't have to mean anything. And so, in that moment, and you know, I had that that feeling, that thought again of like, you know, fail, failure is not an option. And it was like, how do I want to tell this story in hindsight? You know, this will be a story one day. This will be a pillar of my journey. This does not mean anything about my self-worth, my talents, my gifts, my determination. It is simply like a blip on the radar, a moment in time. And if I can really find the courage and the bravery to continue no matter what, then this quote unquote perceived failure will only make me stronger in the long run. And so that's really where our choice comes from, because we get to choose how we handle all the situations in our life.
0: Yeah, it is really a mindset thing, right, of how we look at our choices. And sometimes what I found is like we feel like failures when we consciously choose to quit something. And and it's different than quitting because as you spoke of quitting because you're afraid of what happens if but if you're quitting because your heart has shifted, your decision has shifted, your, your, where it is you want to go has shifted, like that actually is you succeeding because you're continuously growing and evolving and, and what it is that you desire shifts and it changes. And so looking at like our conscious decisions and how you speak on like, It's not going to be all the way up all the time. There's going to be times where we fall back down. And that's what I really, really, really love about the entrepreneur journey is that this is a space to really grow. And how bad do you want it? What is your why? I talk about that a lot. Like, what is your why? And is that going to keep you going no matter what? And there's always going to be these edges. And sometimes you're going to be stuck down in the valley. And then you got to climb back up to the mountain. And that's through choice of. Like you said, compounding courage is continuously doing the thing that you're afraid of, and showing yourself, and building the evidence, and building the nervous systems, the ability to hold the void, and coming back down into four cents into your bank account, while still saying like, "Yes, my dreams are manifesting. Yes, I can have what I want." And this is just like you mentioned, a part of my story, and this doesn't mean anything about who I am. And I think that happens a lot, especially when we go online for the first time or we pivot our business. It's like we're looking for external validation rather than our own validation and trusting that our desires are meant for us. And that is the roadmap. And that is where we're going in the the, the future is like, is it my validation that I'm seeking rather than other people's validation and the status that this gives me? And oftentimes like that is the roadblock that hits us is, we're looking for other people's validation and then we're not happy when we get there because it was never about us. It was about them. And that's where, you know, real success, I believe comes from is like your definition of success and happiness and growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's so important because how many times have we continued to do something that was still out of alignment, but we were like, let me just try one more time. Let me try from this angle. Maybe I didn't try hard enough. And then we're secretly doing it for others because as they come in, we're never, we're frustrated. We're angry. We're bitter. You know, we don't, we don't want to receive them fully.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. What do you tell me? I want to pivot just a little bit as we come to a close of this conversation. Like what is it that you're working on now? I, I know you mentioned that your book is launching in October. Like what are you, what are you doing with your time right now? And what are you growing? So
1: Sir Thriving is published in October, but I do have a private reader's club. So you can join it anytime and literally get like behind the scenes of how the book was put together. There's a lot of information in there about, especially if you're on a healing journey, especially if you've gone through any type of childhood abuse, you have any kind of like motherhood, fatherhood wounds. We, it's a very small, intimate community, um, that is always available to join. And then in the meantime, my personal empowerment brand for women, it's all around becoming the million dollar version of yourself. And so it's called goddess millionaires. It's really about having that balance between masculine and feminine energetics. I know, again, um, personally speaking, I was in my masculine for majority of my life, it's really coming back home to the feminine, which Um, requires a lot of healing. And so it's like, you know, we can be both we can be the healed feminine, and we can still step into our masculine. And so i see the best place to follow along is just, I share everything on Instagram, I'm pretty transparent with things that are going on in my life. I love talk having real life conversations. Again, I think we're in a very unique paradigm right now where we can really start to share our stories and find strength together as a collective versus the way that we were taught and modeled, which was struggling in silence in order to stay nice or good.
0: Yeah, I, I love that being able to bring these challenging conversations to the surface and and normalizing what it is that we go through and being able to be open in order to to heal and I'll definitely be putting your links in the show notes. Tell me what your version of amplifying your impact is to you. Oh, that's such
1: a good question. Um, I would say the greatest gift that we could ever give the world, which really would amplify our impact is truly following what our deepest desires are without questioning them. So really looking fondly on where we come from, but not making that mean what we can and cannot achieve in this lifetime. And so I truly believe that we are given innate deep desires for a reason. I believe that they don't make sense. I believe that the things that we wanna do in this lifetime scare the bejesus out of us. And that's exactly what we're meant to do because they're like memories from the future. You know, our higher self has already been here. She's already accomplished this and she's already made her amplified impact in the world. But we really have to, it's our job, especially in the current moment, to get our human on board with what our mission is in this world and what it is that we are here to do. And that, that the biggest gift that we can give the world is being our true and authentic self really going after and owning and claiming our deepest desires.
0: Yes. And what a big, huge permission slip it is to so many people in our lives when we show up and we do what we desire to do unapologetically and to be the ripple that makes waves in the world through them seeing like, oh, if she can do that, then maybe I can do this. And I I really love that last share here. And I will be sure to link your your contacts in the show notes your book club all the things and i'm so grateful that we were able to have this conversation today especially just on this journey for myself this week really healing the the inner child and the trauma that i experienced um growing up losing my dad to cancer at 17 it being reactivated and ignited right now being a year and a half into motherhood and i know this will really land with community. So if you're listening to this and you want to share your biggest takeaway with us on Instagram, be sure to take a screenshot, tag us both, and let us know what lands with you. As we both mentioned, real-life conversations that are activated from sharing the story is what allows us to make bigger waves in the world. Again, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Without you, this would be meaningless. And with that being said, I want to let you know that we have an amazing opportunity here on the podcast, Amplified Impact. We are going to be giving away one free spot to my signature program, Amplified Impact, for multi-passionate entrepreneurs ready to turn their gifts, passions, skills, and life experience into a successful online business. Here's how you can enter to win. Go to Apple iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It only takes about one minute. Then take a screenshot of the podcast, share it on Instagram, and tag me at Amber Hagberg. You'll then be entered to win. The moment that we hit 100 reviews, I will personally randomly select the lucky winner. This is so we can amplify our impact together. Reviewing the podcast and sharing it online actually helps another aspiring, multi-passionate entrepreneur turn their dreams to make a bigger impact into the world in reality. Let's do this together. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you on the next episode.